Hey everyone, welcome back to all my listeners. This is episode number one of season nine. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. My name is Sonal Patel and this is the Paint the Medical Picture podcast series. That's right, you guys heard me. It's a brand new season to start a brand new month. Mayflowers are popping up everywhere here despite the cooler spring weather. So it's awesome. Love it up here. All right, you guys. Now, I just wanted to remind you, if you didn't know already or if it's your first time tuning in, thank you so much and welcome. But Anchor is now Spotify for podcasters. So there's been lots of new branding on social media and there's a lot of new features and definitely some analytics that have been tweaked as well. The most important thing for me is definitely that I need your continued support of my content-rich value-add podcast on Spotify. So I went ahead and provided a link in my show notes for all of you to use and show your loyal support to this podcast, Paint the Medical Picture podcast. It's super easy to follow the podcast on Spotify since almost 50% of you listen in on your iPhones. So that's a new analytic that they just updated for my podcast, as well as the fact that just over 40% of you actually listen to my Paint the Medical Picture podcast on your web browsers. So also on your computers while you're working, definitely easy to just go ahead and download that Spotify app on your desktops as well. So can't wait to see my new growth of audience members on Spotify. Thanks so much, you guys. Now let's get into today's episode. It's the first Wednesday of the new month of May, so I thought it's high time that I bring back my very popular grab bag newsworthy feature. Now today's grab bag holds updates on the hospital price transparency enforcements, as well as behavioral health integration services, and the very newsworthy fact that it is mental health awareness month. And of course, I'm going to move on and talk about my compliance tips and my compliance recommendations in trusty tip. And I wanted to keep everything mental health related, right? So in that section, I'm going to be focusing on my trusty tips on psychotherapy documentation. And I'm going to go ahead and close out today's episode with the remarkable quote on success by Winston Churchill. If you guys have checked me out on LinkedIn, you know I'm all about compliance and protecting our physicians and our valued healthcare professionals when it comes to the business of medicine. I hope this week with me brings you enough to take back to your organizations, want to dive in deeper, to use my tips and best practices to ensure success. I hope this podcast will help you boost the quality of documentation capture and improve your coding accuracy as you help all of your providers paint the medical picture. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss another episode. Please write in a review and kindly drop me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and definitely, definitely start following this podcast on Spotify or wherever you find my podcast. It's available in so many platforms. I'd really love seeing all of your support. Now, as always, a friendly disclaimer. Remember, I'm bringing you the news current healthcare industry news, my compliance tips and my compliance recommendations based on my over 12 years of experience in front office, in back end, 
in coding and in billing for multi-specialty physicians, in compliance and in auditing for both ENM and surgical operative reports. These are my opinions alone and are not to be construed as legal advice. Today's episode is sponsored by Advanced Coding Services, a leading medical billing and medical coding school in the United States. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned professional, our training equips you with the tools and support you need to advance your career. Our medical billing and coding school meets your needs worldwide online or in person with one-on-one support throughout your training. We are committed to helping our alumni and credentialed medical community in keeping up their certifications by offering various avenues for acquiring your continuing education units. In addition to our Mastering the Business of Medicine retreats offered several times throughout the year in different parts of the country, we now offer memberships. You can conveniently earn your CEUs by attending our exclusive members-only webinars. Since our aim is to nurture and grow the careers of individuals who work in the business of medicine, we call our member area the Apple Orchard. Advanced Coding Services. Educate. Nurture. Inspire. Reaching back with a hand up. So let's get into today's newsworthy grab bag feature. The first grab bag item focuses on the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, that's CMS. There are updates on hospital price transparency enforcement. Now, some background details include CMS's hospital price transparency requirements are authorized by Section 2718E of the Public Health Service Act, which requires each hospital operating in the United States to make its standard charges public. The hospital price transparency regulation establishes enforceable guidelines by which hospitals must make public the standard charges they have established. The regulation defines several types of standard charges, including number one, gross charges, as found in hospital charge masters, which is the list of all individual items and services maintained by a hospital for which the hospital has established a charge absent any discounts. Number two, the discounted cash prices, which are the charges that applied to an individual who pays cash or cash equivalent for a hospital item or service. And finally, third, those charges negotiated between the hospital and third-party payers. Now, hospitals are required to make these standard charges public in two ways. First, by a single comprehensive machine-readable file with all standard charges established by the hospital for all of the items and services it provides. And second, a consumer-friendly display of standard charges for as many of the 70 CMS-specified shoppable services that are provided by the hospital and as many additional hospital-selected shoppable services as is necessary for a combined total of at least 300 shoppable services. This requirement can be satisfied through the release of a shoppable services file or by offering a price estimator that generates a personalized out-of-pocket estimate that takes into account the individual's insurance information. Now, there is a comprehensive review process that's involved. CMS has three main avenues for monitoring and assessing hospitals' non-compliance. Number one, evaluating complaints made by the public. Number two, 
CMS's review of individuals or entities analysis of noncompliance. And finally, number three, internal audits of hospitals' websites. CMS prioritizes hospitals for comprehensive reviews based on the degree to which the hospital appears to be out of compliance with the hospital price transparency regulation. When initially evaluating complaints, if a hospital has alleged egregious violations, such as failure to publish any machine-readable file, that case is prioritized. Under the current enforcement process, the case cycle consists first of a warning notice with instructions to correct the deficiencies within 90 days. If a hospital has not come into compliance after 90 days, CMS issues a corrective action plan, a CAP, request with a 45-day deadline for hospitals to submit the CAP. Hospitals are then required to propose a completion date for CMS approval, which has ranged from 30 to 90 days on average. For hospitals that have not completed the necessary steps and come into compliance, CMS issues a civil monetary penalty, a CMP. To date, the average time to complete a case cycle is 195 to 220 days. Now, let's get into the crux of this grab bag item the enforcement actions to date. CMS is leveraging automation to complete hospital reviews quickly, accurately, and consistently. By using automation to group complaints based on file types and hospital systems, CMS has increased the number of comprehensive reviews conducted from 30 to 40 per month to over 200 comprehensive reviews per month. As of April 2023, CMS has issued more than 730 warning notices and 269 requests for CAPS. CMS has imposed CMPs on four hospitals for noncompliance, which are posted and made publicly available on the CMS website. Every other hospital that was reviewed through a comprehensive compliance review has corrected its deficiencies or is in the process of doing so and CMS helps hospitals come into compliance by conducting extensive technical assistance with hospitals throughout the compliance process. Now, updates have been made to the enforcement processes. As recently noted, CMS is engaged in continued efforts to ensure every hospital complies with the hospital price transparency requirements. As part of these efforts, CMS is updating their enforcement process, with respect to areas that do not require rulemaking with the following changes. Number one, requiring corrective action plan or CAP completion deadlines. CMS will continue to require hospitals that are out of compliance with the hospital price transparency regulation to submit a CAP within 45 days from when CMS issues the CAP request. CMS will also now require hospitals to be in full compliance with the hospital price transparency regulation within 90 days from when CMS issues the CAP request, rather than allowing hospitals to propose a completion date for CMS approval, which can vary. This change will standardize and streamline the timeframe and promote compliance at earlier dates. Number two, CMS will also be imposing CMPs or civil monetary penalties earlier and automatically. 
Currently, CMS does not impose automatic CMPs for failure to submit a requested CAP or failure to come into compliance within 90 days from when a CAP request is issued. CMS will now automatically impose a CMP on hospitals that fail to submit a CAP at the end of the 45-day CAP submission deadline. Before imposing the CMP, CMS will re-review the, the hospital's files to determine whether any of the violations cited in the CAP request continue to exist and, if violations are found, impose a CMP. For hospitals that submit a CAP by the 45-day CAP submission deadline but fail to comply with the terms of that CAP by the end of the 90-day deadline, CMS will re-review the hospital's files to determine whether any of the violations cited in the CAP request continue to exist, and if so, impose an automatic CMP. And finally, third, streamlining the compliance process. For hospitals that have not made any attempt to satisfy the requirements, which means those that have not posted any machine-readable file or shoppable services lists or price estimator tools, CMS will no longer issue a warning notice to the hospital and will instead immediately request that the hospital submit a CAP. Currently, CMS does not issue CAP requests without first issuing a warning notice. So these enforcement updates will shorten the average time by which hospitals must come into compliance with the hospital price transparency requirements after a deficiency is identified to no more than 180 days or 90 days for cases with no warning notice and will complement future efforts. CMS is continuing to engage interested parties, including patients, consumer advocates, researchers, and other experts, as well as hospitals, to obtain their feedback on the most useful and meaningful ways to display hospital standard charge information and exploring how to further drive standardized reporting of price transparency information. Now, the second newsworthy grab bag features CMS's Behavioral Health Integration Services. Behavioral Health Integration, or BHI, incorporating behavioral health care with primary care, is an effective strategy to improve mental, behavioral, or psychiatric health for many patients. Medicare covers two types of behavioral health integration, or BHI, services. The first is Psychiatric Collaborative Care Model or COCM approach. Now here, they use CPT codes 99492 through CPT code 99494, as well as HCPCS code G2214 to bill. Now, the second type of BHI service is the general BHI services using models of care other than the psychiatric collaborative care model approach. And here, you can use CPT codes 99484 and HCPCS code G0323 to bill. Medicare makes separate payment to physicians and non-physician practitioners for services they supply over a calendar month service period. Eligibility is based on the clinical judgment of the billing practitioner. Eligible conditions include mental health, behavioral health, including substance use disorder, 
and psychiatric conditions. Now, finally, the third newsworthy grab bag item features the fact that the month of May is dedicated to mental health awareness. Mental Health Awareness Month was first celebrated in 1949. It was commemorated by the Mental Health America organization, which was then known as the National Committee for Mental Hygiene, and then later as the National Mental Health Association before it received its current name. The association was founded by Clifford Beers. Beers was born in 1876 in Connecticut and was one of five children in his family who all suffered from mental illness and psychological distress. All of them also went on to spend time at mental institutions, and it was from his hospital admittance that he discovered that the mental health field had a notorious reputation for malpractice, maltreatment, and immense bias. Beers went on to author A Mind That Found Itself, which is still a bestseller today. Gaining popularity and support from medical professionals, Beers founded the National Committee for Mental Hygiene. Beers and his colleagues at the association wanted to find ways to make sure that mental health patients not only received the right care, but also did not feel alone in their fight against mental diseases. Since 1949, each year, a theme is selected to be highlighted and celebrated throughout the month of May. Recent years have seen themes like do more for one in four, B4, stage four, and nature. During the month, various events are held that are covered by media, as well as well-known figures like politicians and actors. Mental Health America also diligently releases a mental health toolkit for outreach activities. For example, during the COVID-19 pandemic's unprecedented times, Mental Health America chose tools to thrive as the theme to help people dealing with anxiety, stress, depression, and the like related to the pandemic. Now, the focus for the first week of May from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA, is during the days May 1st through May 7th, and the focus of this week will be on spreading acceptance and support for the people we know and we love are experiencing mental health challenges. Now, some of the key messages during this week are when it comes to mental health, small actions equal big impact. So if you are worried about your mental health or are worried about someone you know, there are resources and people out there who are willing to help no matter what your situation is. Talking about mental health helps promote acceptance and encourages people to seek help. Whether we share resources, encourage others to seek help, or simply are there for someone when they need us, we instill hope and can help others to reach out when they need to the most. And now it's time for my best practice tips in trusty tip. So in today's compliance tip, let's continue shining the spotlight on mental health. Let's dive into how to ensure your documentation for psychotherapy services are maintaining compliance when it comes to Medicare. Well, really almost any commercial payer as well. Now, besides the basics of making sure that you're documenting for the correct patient and you've provided a legible and valid signature, you need to ensure that your documentation clearly identifies the person performing the service 
which means go ahead and include their title, their education background, as well as their credentials. Your documentation should clearly demonstrate the session's start and stop times and or the total time spent providing psychotherapy services to a beneficiary. Because remember, psychotherapy services are time-based. Also ensure that your documentation demonstrates any type of telehealth methodology that was used, right? We should be used to that for these past three years, right? What type of service were you using? Audio, video, just audio? What platform were you using? FaceTime at the moment during the pandemic? And then be mindful of what you're choosing to use post-pandemic here in just a few days on May 11th, right? You have to look at all of your payer regulations on the telehealth modality as well to see what is still being covered. Now let's move on. Let's also make sure that our documentation demonstrates the type of service being provided, right? So make sure that you include the therapeutic techniques as well as approaches, including the, the modalities and frequencies of the treatment that was rendered. And then your documentation should also always support the overarching medical necessity, right? For the psychotherapy treatment. And you need to support it with the evidence of the maladaptive behavior that supports the need for ongoing psychotherapy treatment. You need to provide the results of any clinical tests that were performed in the documentation. You also have to include the medication prescription and monitoring and management if that is applicable to these types of psychotherapy treatments. You also have to include the summary of the diagnosis or the symptoms and the functional status, as well as include that treatment plan with goals, right? Also maintain the frequency of the treatment furnished, the prognosis, and the progress. All of that detail has to be documented. And then if you're happening to bill things under the dreaded Incident 2 guidelines of Medicare, make sure that you understand Incident 2 policies and bill things correctly. I've talked about Incident 2 in several previous episodes and Incident 2 is a beast of its own, which I won't disclose on today's episode, but I can circle back to it if any of you reach out with any questions you have on Incident 2 billing. But you have to make sure that your documentation includes the evidence of the billing provider's presence in the office suite, as well as ongoing participation in the patient's care. All of that has to be detailed in the documentation. Now, for services that include that additional evaluation and management component, that ENM component, you have to make sure that there's a separate note highlighting the evaluation and management service as well. Now, let's not forget that our psychotherapy services continue to be scrutinized by CMS. There's still an active targeted probe and educate floating around at the various MACs in the country. So be very, very mindful if you happen to be a provider who is delivering these types of psychotherapy services. It's fundamental if you have Medicare as a payer to keep your eye on correct and compliant coding and billing practices and make sure that you are adhering to all of them. A better, smarter approach is one that's proactive and starts by painting a clear, 
rich, and vibrant medical picture the first time, so your certified medical coder can then abstract codes with accuracy. And finally, I focus season nine spark on success. I want this ninth season spark to be filled with our world's thought leaders, writers, artists, philosophers, everyone who inspires the need for success in all we strive to do. So in this week's inspiring quote in spark is from Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Absolutely true, right? I think this is an amazing quote that reminds us that success is never final. There's so much that can change the outcome. Life's paths are many, and we may encounter ups and downs, starts and stops. Failing something or not meeting a goal is not the end of the world. I think this quote reminds us that we have to keep going. We have to persist at finding success. Whatever that means to each and every one is different. Your success looks different than my success. This quote inspires us to keep going, to find the courage to meet our own success. I'm happy Winston Churchill's spark still burns brightly in all of us today. So that wraps up today's episode. And as always, I appreciate you all diving into today with me. If you want more information from me, please go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn. I'll leave links to everything in the show notes below. All right, you guys, in my final note today, let's keep waving our green ribbons for Mental Health Awareness Month. Remember, please keep carving out time each and every day for yourselves. That insane, almost never-ending PHE, that public health emergency, is almost over. Something else we can definitely celebrate on May 11th, 2023, just a few days away. Anyways, you guys, I wish you all an amazing, spectacular, happy, happy week ahead. Thank you guys so much for listening in on today's episode. And I hope every week with me brings you closer to helping your providers paint a masterpiece. See you next Wednesday.